Hello everybody, and welcome to Nonsense Cast. Hello one and all and welcome to the show. I'm Mark. I'm Corey. And it's yet another Nonsense Cast of us talking absolute nonsense about programmes and stuff that we've watched. Yeah. As as you as you know, this program you this program, program, podcast, that's what it is. Uh, it used to be about many different things, but instead now it's just turned into an entire page full of TV that I like or dislike. Yeah, pretty much. And um, so, as usual, you can get us on the socials. I'm not on them much, but if you wish to send us a message from wherever you are in the world, we will get back to you because nobody ever sends us messages. Pretty so, good. it would be nice and refreshing. I, w- I would like to know who these... 70 people are that listen to the podcast is it's like 10 of those me re-listening to the podcast probably honestly and family and friends yeah just about because we are yet still in all the years we've been doing this podcast even though okay we may not be very consistent but I've, I've never had a message from somebody that I don't know saying, hey, man, like the podcast. That'd be nice. Yeah. If you are one of those people, send us a message because we would love to We would love to have a message just from somebody that we don't know. In fact, somebody that we do know. We are, just to, just to state, we are in the pub again because it has yeah. lovely acoustics. Um. Unfortunately, it has really good acoustics for the, the flies that are on the way out because it's the end of summer. So if you hear a little buzzy here and there, it's um, it's not done for comedic effect. So, firstly... How much of comedic effect in a fly? <laughs> yeah, they make funny noises. Uh, <laughs> firstly, the, 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 uh, the Queen's dad. Yeah. Not going to go too far into it because it's... It's um it's been a fair old couple of weeks of it, but your mum was uh well, everybody everybody's sad, but your mum has always been uh, a big fan of the royal family and has been to the garden party with uh, dad and mum and everything, and um so she while the queen was in state in Edinburgh she went along for the day and watched the procession go past so. I'm glad she did that. It was something that was really important to her. So. Oh, when I was on a, I was on a Discord call. And I said, oh, yeah, did you hear that the Queen's probably going to die? And I said, no, they won't. That's all just fake. And then mum texted me and said, the Queen's died. <laughs> uh, this is the way. I, th- I, th- I, think, I think when people found out and said, oh, the Queen's really ill, she was already dead, I think. And it was just holding off of telling the press. Um, but I think people have known for a wee while. But um, she got to see Liz Truss's face before she died, so I bet she was over the moon. That's the last thing you want to see before you pop your clogs in it. Oh, that silly woman's face. Uh, no offence if you like Liz Truss, but I've had a really ridiculous woman. Anyway, that's all. Um, she had about Queenie. She, she, had, she had a hell of a good run. And uh, God save the Prince Charles Spaniel and all that. I did see I did see a, I did see a TikTok that was uh, Liz Truss calling the Queen and doing the Breaking Bad bit to Lydia. I need poison over the ricin. <laughs> so what else have we been doing? We had our summer holidays. 
again, I apologize for how long it's been. It's been a ridiculous amount of time, but not as long as the one before it. That was over a year. We were going to do one about last week or so, but didn't get to so. Well, we, we're kind of limited on time. We only ever get to do them when you come home from school and when your mum's not here. Uh, and tonight is one of those nights, to this eve, evening, afternoon, whatever it may be. Um, so it's 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 uh, only very few and far between. We can actually sit down and we have the time to do one when we've not got other things on or I'm making dinner or one thing or another. So anyway, that, that, that's about the size. But anyway, yes, summer holidays. We we had our summer holidays, which is now a thing of the past. Our old van, I don't think we, we definitely didn't cover this last time because I don't think it had happened at the time. No, I don't think so. Our old um, LDV convoy, Daffers, went in for its MOT and when I went to see the the ashen-faced mechanics near us, he said, I'm sorry, man, there's nothing we can do. And I, I did almost cry because she she was my... She was my lovely old girl, and she took us all over the place, and we had a great time, regardless of how long it took us to get there. Yeah. But we've got all the memories from, I think we had it for uh, six years. So we've got all the memories from uh, lovely holidays, but we had to make the decision to let her go. And um, I sold I sold her for spurs or repairs, and some young fella from... Ireland came came up and uh, and bought her. So that's not very close to the subject, but you said spurs, and that made me think. You know, Hurricane's getting uh, might be getting moved to Chelsea. Harry Kane can't move to Chelsea. Certainly not this season. Not not when Spurs are doing so well. They're in second place. That's what everybody's been saying. Well, oh, it, that's not my PE teacher. So. It may happen, but with the with the people Spurs have got at the moment, even though I was actually going to pop on a um, a sports a sports bit at the end of this uh, to do Formula One and football and I think we might have to leave that for a different one because there's no way on earth we're going to get through this today Yeah. not if we want to eat go to bed see the dogs etc etc it would if if we covered all the stuff I've got written down here it would be a four hour podcast yeah probably so anyway yes what we what we did was uh, Daffers has gone to try and be fixed, because basically what the person said was, uh, it could be fixed, but it would cost so much in welding and parts that it really, really is not worth it. So we made the decision there to say, no, we're not going to carry on. Don't really have the money to do it, so that would be silly. Um, the guy who bought it, I put everything on the line and said, this is wrong with it, that's wrong with it, that's wrong with it. He was a young lad. He had some friends that were mechanics, welders. He wants to do the job. So if he can, good on him. I hope it lives on. Um, but for us, we had to make the decision to firstly either go for another camper van, which there is no way on earth we could do because the prices are so bad. They are so through the roof because everybody wants a camper van. And so instead we made the decision to go down the route of the tent yeah. So your mum organised it all, really. She was the one that talked me into it because I was very much against getting a tent. I could not be bothered with all the carrying, the lifting, the repitching. All those days for me were gone. I, I still can't really be bothered with all that. Well, be, uh, to be true, yeah, I can't either. 
but it's a very good ten, but I still can't be bothered. But we have kind of got it down to a bit of a fine art, and that and that does that doesn't um, that doesn't even mention the fact that the car we bought, not not the band, the car, was based on on the fact that we would never need to go camping in it, and it's quite small. Yeah. So we went. We went to our usual spot down in the south of Scotland, where we love, where the Wicker Man was filmed, and uh, we went for our yearly holiday. So we could still get it, and we had a great time. Corey was, um, Corey was kind of injected into the car. Yeah. Um, it, it, the the entire back of the car was just um, a million things, and then Corey kind of. Just pushed in the middle. It was, it was all right, actually. I had a pillow on either side of my head and I had a blanket over me. Yeah. Because we need a blanket and two pillows. You did look comfy, I have to say. You looked kind of like a hot dog. Yeah. You was the sausage in the tenty dog. We, we did watch in the tent. We watched one of the greatest films of all time. Oh, my God. I didn't even put that on the list. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> what was it called again? Kung Fu Dunk. Kung Fu Dunk. Brilliant movie. 10 out of 10 recommend. Never watch it, please. And I've got a little thing here that says don't watch. I'd imagine it, that would be more fitting. Don't watch Punkly Dunk. It was uh, it was entertaining, there's no doubt about that. And if you like kind of... Was it Chinese? I think it was Japanese. Japanese. If you, if you like those kind of movies that are beyond ridiculous because people can jump 300 foot in the air... Yeah. And do crazy things, then yeah, you might like it. But oh my god, it went on for so long. At one point, it, spoilers for Kung Fu Dunk, in case you're in <laughs> Yeah, nobody case, will ever. ever you will never spoil that film for anyone. Think about it. But in the end, he somehow ends up. He ends up almost losing the final game. Remembering how it was. Picked up by this old guy and uh, helped the basketball. And then he freezes time. <laughs> he freezes all of time. And by freeze time, I mean everything was frozen. There's icicles everywhere and stuff. And it was actually just time stopped. I don't know how that actually put the time back. He didn't put it back. He just stopped it. So, just going to wonder, how did the ball get from that net into that net? I, don't, yeah. I, th- I think I've blocked it out, to be honest. I think it's something that I'd rather not remember, like like COVID and Putin. Yeah. I remember COVID Dunk a lot more than COVID, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I know COVID just kind of washed over your head like it didn't happen. Yeah. You were just like, this is cool. I get to sit on my computer and do my schooling. Which 90% of the time I was told to... Uh, I, I still got all my... I was standing there, I still got all my work done. I still got every single piece of work that mum forced me to do done. And half the time I wasn't even doing the work, I was playing Pixelmon. (laughs) I tapped out and played Pixelmon for like hours and then did the work. No, but it didn't matter because you did end up doing it. Yeah. That's all that matters. So what we've done there is we've um, digressed again onto a movie that wasn't even on the list. Yeah. So that only leaves us... About seventy things to go over. Um, so yeah, we we had a nice we had our nice holiday. Uh, we had two. two it's a big kind of it's like a yurt, like a dome tent. 
that we got. And um, to be fair, the the size of the tent is about double the size of the van. Yeah. <laughs> we had loads of room. We were really you comfy. Cooker, big, big places for food, big places for, well, two beds, two block beds, uh, a dog cage, a TV and a stand. Not that we grab dogs and just put them in cages. That was for our own dogs. It's a sort of like a more dog net. Dog net, dog net. Um, like oh, and we had um, and we got the power cable as well. And power and so we big places for clothes. So. We let we led power into the there's there's an there's a little flap on the tent that you just um, flap <laughs> that you that you lead your power cable into. So we had four plugs inside or something like that so we could run our tv have a heater if we needed to um charge our phones stuff like that the only problem was and it was it was the same in Solfest. excuse Corey's creaking it's it's not the best chair for a podcast it's summer well it's not summer but it's just the pub it's really hot it is Um, so i'm sort of just stuck to this chair um so we uh yeah, we had a we had a nice time and um, and all all hailed the tent. It was very good, but then we a bit later on in the holiday, at the end of the holiday actually, um, we went to Solfest as we have done for many many years, apart from last year because of COVID. Um, there was a f- there was quite a few less of us because of some things that had happened and uh, some people didn't manage to go. We had a great time, but we had to carry everything we had. Along, I had to, to carry everything you had. You were you were like a little you were like like a little fourteen year old workhorse. I digress a bit. Where did we get this chair? Annie. Ah, it's very creaky. <laughs> it is creaky. It's not the best for podcasts. I'm thinking. Of just... I know, but you must have used that for podcasts before. I did, but I wasn't as fidgety. <laughs> It's just very important. <clears throat> well, it may be it may be better than if you just move I'm over here. I'm considering sitting here. Not going. Okay. So where were we up to? Yes, then we went to we went to Solfest. It was great, apart from the fact that we had to. We were on one of the longest. Uh, we were the furthest away from the from the car, which was not ideal. So it was a boiling hot day. We had to keep trekking to and fro and to and fro and to and fro. It was like the old days of download where you used to have to walk seventeen miles to get to your pitch. And you couldn't even you couldn't even consider taking a box of beer because it was just so far away. But anyway, uh, it's uh, we had we had a great time once everything was set up and all good. But the Solfest was the same as the summer holidays in the fact that during the day you just couldn't go in the tent. The tent yeah. is great at night, but during the day, certainly if it's summer and you're having a decent summer like we did, there is no way on earth you could go in that tent because the second you go in, you just become a ball of sweat. A ball of fire. A ball of fire. Um, but well, well, that's that's all we that's all we have for the foreseeable future anyway. But to be fair, you'd grown out of daffers anyway. Yeah. If you was in Daffers this year, you'd have half of your legs hanging out the window. I would actually, yeah. But just, I, I didn't fit in the first place, but I definitely don't fit now. Because you are probably only maybe two inches off my height now. Yeah, that's exactly it. 
And you're built like a tank. Hmm. Ah, I know what that is. I, I, I can I can do a Sherlock Holmes on this one. Is it the reason that the couch I'm sitting on is yellow? Oh. I would hazard a guess that that is American mustard from our yeah. from our Bobworth hot dogs the other day. Mm, they were good. We should talk more I didn't about say food. I like couch last night. Hmm? I don't think so. Like no, that was me. I had hot dogs too. Is that why it's here? Oh no, no. Yours must have just dripped from when you ate yours upstairs, but I ate mine in here. Oh. Very possibly at some point over the weekend. I may have had some late night hot dogs after Rocket League, and when I have late night hot dogs, you ever wonder why you're unfit? <laughs> I, am, I am fit as a I am fit as a fit thing. Rocket League beer and late night hot dogs. Well, you know you gotta have some. You gotta have some. Can we call this like. the late night hot dogs? Yeah, you should. You should. I'll, I'll, I'll write it down. Just write down alternate maybe uh, alternate podcast titles. Whichever one we like the most, we can go on. Hot dogs. Beer and Rocket League. There we go. That's one. It's it's a bit of a stolen concept. This this is what they do on, this is what they do on the Dave Berry show. But never mind. It's a, right show. Um, I came up with it, and I don't know who Dave Berry is. So that's well, that's 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 true. It's it's not it's not like it's exclusive. It's um. So we've done our holidays. We've been picking a lot of brambles, yeah. and. Making jam and wine. This is probably stuff that people don't need to know, but you know we have. So what can you do? I think I've already picked. Well, we have picked, but I've done the majority of it. About twenty-eight to thirty pound of fruit, just from our lane, um, where we live in the middle of nowhere, and um, yeah. So I had to start. I'd completely filled the freezer up. Uh, with them and there was no more room left so I had to start making things so I've already done about 10, j- ten jars of jam yeah. which mum says is the best jam she's ever tasted it's very good um, and I have done I am on my second lot of making wine which in the end doesn't even matter but it will probably it will we will get Maybe forty to forty-five bottles of Bramble wine, which is really, really good. I just hope I've got enough bottles. In fact, I don't think I've got anywhere near enough bottles. What I'm going to have to do now is I'm going to have to make it my mission to drink. I think I've only got about twenty bottles, free. So I'm going to have to buy and drink another twenty-seven bottles of wine, so that I've got enough free wine bottles for the wine. When it's when it's matured, the, all of this unfortunately it leads towards too much alcohol on my part. But it's a challenge. Um, I'll get a, I'll get a job and stuff. And sometimes you you need to have a challenge in life. Sure. I think that's us. That's us covered with all of our little preamble ramble. I Which is already I, took twenty minutes. I don't think I have any movies apart from the fact that I, I think I'm gonna try and do like a Marvel movie each night. I've got Ooh. on my watch list. I've got Infinity War, Endgame, Thor Ragnarok, Thor: Love and Thunder, Doctor Strange, the the other Doctor Strange, 
I've only watched the first Doctor. I still haven't watched the second one yet. Uh, Moon Knight and... Moon Knight I've got around Don't Watch, which your mum will hate because she loved it. I did not. Really? I thought it was utter drivel. But Moon Knight's not a, uh, Moon Knight's not a movie. Moon, Moon Knight's yeah, a series. Uh, and I was going to have the new Spider-Man because I've heard it's revolutionary, but it's not on there. So. I, I've heard it's pretty good. It's home... Uh, you know what? Homecoming is on Disney. We've got Disney+. Plus. That's not on. Thanks, Keith. Uh, yeah, I'm watching all this on Disney+. Plus. But Homecoming is, like, two before. It's, like, No Way Home and... Uh, the other one. Oh, yeah, the other one. <laughs> Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah, No Way Home. I can't remember the last one I watched, yeah. but uh, um, I need—I do like the Spider-Man one, so I need to catch up on them too. But um, right, I'm gonna carry. I'm gonna start with TV because we're not going anywhere here. Not that it really matters. If we, if we if we don't if we run out of time, I'll just list off all the stuff that I've watched. Yeah, Spider-Man: Far From Home, and then the latest one is No Way Home. Yes. Yeah, I think I still need to watch both of those. But I, th- I think watching all the watching all the Marvel, I love watching all the Marvel stuff, but I don't think there's ever been any consistency in which order they've put them out in. No, there was people that was in it. Endgame that I'd never seen before. Okay. What one of the main people was flipping? Uh, what's her name? Um, Miss Miss Mrs. Marvel. Oh, she's got a TV series actually. Yeah, I know, but you didn't know any of this. Before Endgame, because it came out afterwards. So she was one of the main characters, and then he was all confused about who she was and what she was doing there. She's in the comics, but... I, I know she's in all the comics, but... The... Oh, and Guardians of the Galaxy 1 too. I never really was very keen on it, but I guess... I'll oh, Guardians of the Galaxy are brilliant. Especially, I think it's Guardians of the Galaxy 2. It's one of the best Marvel movies there is. Just like Ant-Man, like I said to you many times. There is no, there is no Marvel without Ant-Man. If it wasn't for Ant-Man... Nothing would work in oh. the Avengers because he, not only that, who plays him? Well, you know who plays him? Oh. Paul Rudd. Paul the Rudd. answer to the the answer to the world, the universe, and everything is Paul Rudd. Everything leads to Paul Rudd. No matter what you do, Paul Rudd will be there somewhere. We've proved this on how many occasions, and this is true, isn't it? For those of you listeners out there, you loyal listeners of our family and friends, if you if you've ever played the game Six Degrees of Separation. Which used to be six degrees of Kevin Bacon, I believe. Why? Um, because it's, it was it, the theory was was that you can never go more than six degrees of separation away from something that Kevin Bacon's been in. But we always find that really? anything you want to get, you can do by using Paul Rudd. Yeah, surely you can get more away with Kevin Bacon. Well, I know, but I don't know. That's that was what the game was based on, I believe. But um, anyway, we are going to start with TV. We've watched a lot of stuff because it took so long. So I will... I've only watched three of these because we only started watching them last night. But this is Welcome to Wrexham, with, uh, uh, which is the, the kind of docu-comedy um, where Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney... And I'll hold my hands up. I don't know who he is. I believe he's from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which I don't watch and do not it's like. Horrible. Never. I could not tell. I have that a friend program. called Joseph, and he constantly tells me to watch it in its 
ass. It's so bad. I'm sure Keith Keith has told me to watch it several times, and I, say, I can't get used to it. They say, yeah, but it gets good around when Danny DeVito comes into it. Like season three, you shouldn't have to wait for a show to be good until season three. Mm. If you have to wait more than like three episodes for a show to get good, I'll give it a little bit longer. But if it doesn't get better by then, just, I'm not gonna watch it. The, it used to be good. Um, it's always sunny in Philadelphia and Curb Your Enthusiasm too. I, I, I've tried and tried and I cannot get into them. Like the original um, uh, the original British office with Ricky Gervais. Everybody went so mad about it. Oh, it's the best comedy you'll ever see. I could not stand it. I don't mind the other office. I've tried it. I liked the American office. I thought that worked so much better. I just could not stand his uh, Ricky Gervais' character. I found him... Oh, it was just so cringy. I couldn't watch him. I know that was the point, but I I didn't like it. I found it. I found it really. Uh, I didn't. I didn't enjoy watching it. I found it uncomfortable. But anyway, that was nothing to do with what we we're talking about. So yes, this is Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney, who have decided to just buy Wrexham Football Club. Now I know it's it's. I've seen it all in the um on the news. And on football programs and such, but this is uh, whoever it is Hulu, I think, that are documenting everything that they're doing. And to to be honest, Rob McElhenney has a small understanding of what football is, even though he's into NFL. But at least he understands what the what your your average football uh, supporter is like. And one of the reasons he did it was because Wrexham have done so badly lately. He wanted to just inject a bit of money into them and bring the team back to a team that can be proud of itself and have the town itself be proud of, be proud of it too. So I I don't know what happens thus far. and And I suppose they're only in the early stages of it, but the first couple that I've watched were very funny. It it's basically a t- a, all the people that play for them are bottom of the ladder, and most of the people that work there are all volunteers. So they have to change all that, and th- there's so much work they need to do. But Ryan Reynolds is just there to look pretty and laugh, and tell jokes, because he doesn't even know what football is. Well, soccer, as they call it, but it's Which, a, there, there's no... He, he really possibly, has no clue. It's possibly one of the things I hate the most in the world. What? That Americans get so extremely mad if we say that it's not football. And it's not. First of all, I'm pretty sure our football was made first. And second of all, why would they call that football football? There's nothing to do... There's there, kind of to do with the ball. There are punts. <laughs> it's not to do with foot. There are punts and kicks, but in general, most of it is holding them all. Should be called hub ball. But we do have American listeners, so if I was you, I'd apologise. No. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. Uh, he's, he's fourteen. You can't. You can't. You, you can't tell these kids what to do these days. But I, I think it's. Um, I think there's another. I think there's eight in the series. And it's very good. I'm going to continue watching it because I do like it. I, li- I like the idea of what they're trying to do. My next one that I've been banging about quite a bit, uh, I've somehow missed the boat on because season two has just finished and I didn't even know it existed. It's called Resident Alien with Alan Tudyk. 
who, if you don't know him from other things, you'll remember him from being Steve the Pirate in Dodgeball. Dar. I would say I know who that is, but I don't remember Dodgeball, honestly. All right, we've got to have a Dodgeball I've, rewatch then. I, I remember it as a guy that... Uh, thought he was a pirate. Give me a second. <laughs> I always forget his name. I always forget his name. Vince Vogelhand. What's his name? I, I, I just always forget his name. I, I can't remember a time. I've always knew who he was. I just always forget. Who, the guy from Dodgeball, the main guy? That's, that's Vince Vaughn. Oh, thingy. Uh, oh, thingy, that makes it better. The, the bad guy. Guy from Night of the Museum. Oh, yes. We always forget his name. I always forget his name. It's I, I immediately think Adam Sandler, but I know it's not, of course. Yeah. But it's because they work together quite a bit. Um, meet the fuckers. There was no swearing involved there. That was purely the name of the thing. Um, Night at the Museum. Yeah. Night at the Museum. Hit me with it. Huh? Hit me with it, tech boy. You're so speedy. Come on. I haven't even opened the phone yet. Well, come on, then. Ben Stiller. Sten Biller, that's him. I remember the Ben Stiller's got a moustache. Yeah, he's got a brilliant moustache. He actually has a moustache that quite, quite like me at the moment. Um, mm. And he's, yeah, he's, he's a Mr. Mad, Mad Jim guy that owns the big gym. But uh, we're completely going off on the on one here. That Resident Alien is Alan Tudyk. Resident Alien. Wait, there's two people so far. We're basically playing Six Degrees of Separation with all of our choices. Two people so far. I went to that one guy to San Philadelphia to... British office to the American office. Yeah. And we've just went from Resident Alien to Dodgeball to Ben Stiller. To Adam Sandler at some point as to well. Adam Sandler. Well, but that's, well, that's pretty good. It's, just, it's a good way to play the game. But Resident Alien is about a, uh, an alien that is... I'll, I'll try and get through this more quickly because I've got way too much here. Alan Tudyk is an alien that lands on Earth. He... I think he crash lands and he's lost his device for wiping out the human race. That's his purpose to be there. But at first he looks like an alien, so what he has to do is kill someone who is Alan Tudyk, a doctor named... How can I not remember his name? Um, he's, he's got he's got a, a funny German name. Yeah. But it's, um, um, he's, he has to assume his body he has to become the guy but the first episode is just him trying to learn how to be human which is hilarious and the the way alan tudyk plays it is just oh so funny he has he has no manners he has no he doesn't really know how to deal with people and it's just it just gets funnier and funnier and funnier but the guy who he kills is the resident doctor of the town that he's in, Patience, in Colorado, I think. And he is... Um, <laughs> uh, the way he treats uh, the patients as, as a doctor, he kind of has to... He has to Google stuff at the time. Harry van der Spiegel. Harry van der Spiegel. That's a, and uh, it's it's just a really good story. It's, it's, it's kind of heartwarming... At the same time, it's being very funny as well. So that's that's another that's another one. Um, 
Virgin River, I will just say, me and your mum watch Virgin River every time it comes out, and we usually we usually binge it from start to finish the on the first the day. Nibble. Corey's having a nibble. And now that the, you've pointed it out, I'm going to be as loud as possible. <laughs> That's really loud. Um, yum, yum. Virgin River is is like a guilty pleasure of absolute nonsense. But I can't help but watch it. It's just one of them programmes. But that's as far as I will go with that. This one may take some... There we go. This one may take a bit longer because I didn't even realise that we hadn't spoken about this yet. The last series of Stranger Things. I had to... Wait, sorry. I had to fully watch all of Stranger Things through until I actually ended up watching that. Oh, you did? Yeah. Because you kind of... You've always watched Stranger Things here and there, but I don't think you ever went through the full whack, did you? No. And it has to be said, that last series was brilliant, wasn't it? I won't go into too much detail about it, but it's um, the, the, the guy, the, um, like the baddie in it, every time you hear this clock go, which I had on as a ringtone for uh, a notification on my phone for a while, and it even creeped me out just doing that. Doom. It sounds nothing like that, never mind. I do a, I do a hit. Yeah. Uh. I do hate the entire fan base of Stranger Things. It's horrible. You don't know what it's like, but I don't care. I don't care. I just love Stranger Things. Uh, it's, um, I've I've enjoyed it right from the beginning. Some of the st- I think last series, the story of like the underground thing when they were was going down in the elevator and all that. I I wasn't over keen on that, but this one made okay. up for it. You know the 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 last series, series three, that was my least favorite of them. I, I didn't. Over enjoy it, yeah, yeah. No, I thought this one knocked it out of the water. Um, especially the, the what was the name of the? Didn't enjoy season two. What was the name oh. of the evil guy? Vecnar. Now he was good, and he was bleeding, terrifying. Yeah, he was proper terrifying. The uh, this um the makeup and everything on the guy was tremendous, and every time he appeared, you knew something was going to happen or somebody was going to die, and it was all about Maxine and that's that that's that's uh the clip that now everybody in the world knows and and managed to get Kate Bush back into <laughs> back into the, the the top spot after all those years with running up that hill that that clip itself that uh that bit where they were trying to get her out of Vecna's clutches and she was running away whilst listening to Kate Bush that was one of the best bits of TV in a long time. That was tremendous. And that's not even to mention the, the, the ones that came after that. The, the last one, I won't, I won't give any spoilers because if anybody hasn't seen it, firstly, where have you been? But uh, I, I wouldn't like to spoil Derek, it for you. Derek has so not good. seen it. So I just kept on saying he was, he was in the middle of watching it. So I just kept on saying stuff to Robert when I was bored. Just like, remember that bit when Eleven dies and Eleven has not died. Just messing with. I just make up a bunch of stuff. That's good. It's funny messing with people as long as you don't really do it because that's cruel. Um, But uh, you see, when they go into the, uh, when they go into the upside down for that last time, and um, oh, what's the what's the guy's name? The rocker guy, the metal lad, Eddie. Eddie. When Eddie gets his guitar guitar out and plays Metallica, Master of Puppets, 
to try and get the attention of all these flying batty things. That was brilliant. And it does it's cheesy beyond cheesy. It's ridiculous. It's like watching a crap 80s movie. But it was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. And um, me and your mum being metalheads as we are, we uh, we were sat there going, oh, yes, this is amazing. It was it was, it was so good. I really oh, enjoyed okay. it. But, um, I've, I've actually forgot to ask or give my own um, ratings on these. Resident Alien, I haven't finished it, but thus far I would give it a 7 out of 10. Virgin River, mm, 6 out of 10. Stranger Things, that last series, I would give a 10 out of 10. What about yourself? Mm. Oh, a bit more of a hard ass. Eight and a half. Eight and a half, eh? The Handmaid's Tale. Now, this is one of my four favourite programmes. What's a favourite? I don't know what a favourite is. One of my, my favourite programmes of all time. It's one of the coldest, darkest stories I have ever read or watched. It's... I've, I've seen other people do reviews saying this is not classed as a horror. This is considered like a kind of futuristic thriller, I think. But it's about as much of a horror that I've ever watched in my entire life. Yeah. It is just scurry beyond scurry because it's so true. And there are places in the world where things like this do happen. And um, all the series that have led up to this I've only watched, I think they've only released the first two of the new one and both of them so far have been really good and it's, 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 uh, I can't really go much into it so I don't spoil it for people but uh, it's about June trying to reacclimatise and when you've been through what she's been through, there's not really any way on earth you can do, it, it's going to destroy you, it's going to make you a different person. And so I, I can't really give much, much comment on that yet because there's only been two episodes. So I shall move on. But The Handmaid's Tale, just as a whole, from everything I've seen so far, I would always give 10 out of 10 because it's just tremendous. Absolutely tremendous. Your mum doesn't like it. She finds it too dark and uh, too depressing, which it is. There's no doubt about that. But Elizabeth Moss, and now she's directing most of them as well. She's she's a tremendous actress. She's a tremendous director. Uh, she's just a downright good egg. Good egg. Mm. Cobra Kai. No comment. Oh, you didn't watch, did you? Damn it, bothers. <laughs> it's just... Oh, yeah, but it's so good. It's, it's, I, I don't care. <laughs> it, it looks good, but I just, I just can't be bothered. It, you just sounded like such a teenager. <laughs> you want to watch it? No, don't care. It just... I just don't have... I do have the time. I just don't want to. You don't have the time. I have more than You've that. rewatched every every episode of Friends nine times. How oh, many yeah. times have you watched Brooklyn Nine Nine? Fifty six. How many times have you watched Um Big Bang Theory? Twice. Only twice? Yeah. It's too big. And uh, that's a good point. And and on um and on that note we've been um uh we've been having a rewatch uh, we've started a rewatch of Breaking Bad, but yeah. the two of us. So we we just watch one every now and because again, he, don't we? Uh, this is one thing that I'll never agree with Mum ever. She hates it. Doesn't like it. 
she's done like Breaking Bad, which is insane. I know, I know. It's it's just it's not her cup of tea. Again, she your mum doesn't like watching things that are depressing. She would prefer to watch stuff that's, that's more light hearted. I know that's that is that is true, but that's your mum's prerogative. She likes to watch stuff that makes her happy, and that's uh, uh, that's absolutely fair days. I, I like things that are sometimes really right, kind of push the boundaries and are really emotive and a bit scary. So. But anyway, I will talk about Cobra Kai, even though you didn't watch it. Cobra Kai, every single one of them has been bloody brilliant. They just do what they, they, they do. It does what it says on the tin. It's a bunch of kids that are fighting over ridiculous things. And they're basically all being bullied by all these older guys who are the ones that have the beef in the first place. And they use, all, they use the kids to... The beefs. Uh, and they use the kids to... Uh, to to fight their battles. Every series has been the same with pretty much the same thing. They just introduce a new baddie that's from the film, that's from one of the films. Some of the films, well, I don't even remember. And I love the Karate Kid, but it just, they just keep re- reintroducing characters. And I go, oh, it's that... No, I don't remember that guy. I wonder if they put Jackie Chan in. No, because I don't think he was ever in the originals. He but in, but on, he in, was the, in the one with the thingy, the black kid, James Smith. Oh yeah, so it was. Ah, uh, that's that's true, but I don't, I don't know whether they're going to mix the two together because they're different things. They should. Even though, as I believe, the, the, the Cobra Kai is, is. I mean, they are the same things. They're just not in the same place. Yeah, I know. They're just the different franchises of of the same story. Yeah. Um, but Cobra Kai. Nine out of ten, at least, just for pure cheesy entertainment value. Really good, really good, really good. Um, I watched uh, Oh Better Call Saul final season. I won't. I won't go off. To, well, I will go off quite a bit on this one because. Firstly, what they did was uh, Better Call Saul was a really good story that was building up quite a bit of pace. And then for the last series, they put everything in black and white, made it an extraordinarily annoying story and finished it very poorly. I will give it two out of 10. It was horrendous and I disliked it. Well, if if people are going to get mad at me for not liking Cobra Kai and uh, not liking American football, they're going to get even madder at you for saying that. <laughs> I know, because I've read reviews of so many people that say, this has gone way beyond Breaking Bad now. Better yeah. Call Saul is so much better than Breaking Bad. I don't say that. I don't really like it. I'm trying my best not to swear. Absolute bull poop. Not a chance. No chance is Better Call Saul better than Breaking Bad. It never has been, it never will be. And especially when you make every series... Uh, every episode of the last series, black and white. We have colour for a reason. Stop trying to be arty nonsense. Right, I'm going to stop that there because I'm getting fired up utterly. <laughs> getting, all, getting all fiery up. Blackbird. Blackbird was amazing. It's only a one-off series. Um, it was Taron Egerton who plays a, a drug dealer that has... Uh, he has a drug deal that goes wrong and gets raided by the police they put him in jail and then they decide that because he's this big good looking charismatic guy that they give him an out 
as they call it. And they say, we want to transfer you to this high, uh, um, high security prison where there is a, a guy in there who was, who was a real guy. It's a real story. Um, who had, he was in jail for killing several little girls, several young girls, but he could, he'd never told anybody where the bodies were. They wanted Taron Edgerton, or his character, I should say, um, to, to go in, befriend him, and find out where all these bodies were. And um, I'll not say any more about it than that, other, other than it was really good. And the, the guy who played... Um, the guy who played one of the guys in Cobra Kai was, was the serial killer, and he was terrifying in it. He was, like, really nice... But terrifying at the same time. Oh God, it's scary! Right. It's scary. Actually, I've got I've got several books that I've read as well that I haven't even written on it. I don't think I'll have the time. We'll add them to another podcast. Speaking of voice messages, no, yeah. not a voice. Message. Speaking of Better Call Saul, I have just gotten a voice message from Robert. That's just this. That's quite handy, Tanya. Yeah. Did he do that exactly as we were talking about Better Call Saul? Yeah. That is really good timing. Tell him well done. Well um, done. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was Blackbird. Well worth a watch. Uh, train Rock. Train Rock. Train Rock. No, not Train Rock. Train Wreck. Woodstock 99. I watched. It was only like a three-part or four-part or something of how bad the uh, Woodstock 99 was that just became utter chaos. Um, it's a good watch. It's funny and horrendous at the same time. The Orville, we just watched the final series of, and this is a real weird dichotomy for me because I'm not a big fan of um, sci-fi in general. Some I, I do like a lot of sci-fi films. Present Aliens. So. True, true, but um, I'm I'm not really a fan of I'm not really a fan of Star Trek or Stargate or anything like that. But this is basically Star Trek, Stargate, Star Wars. All thrown together, and it. I think at first, wow, there's a really fast sheep. <laughs> Sorry, we're just looking out the window at all these sheep running down the field, and they're going absolutely great, great. What are they running after? I don't know. Not that, not that the listener can see it, so it doesn't really matter to them. But um, yeah, yeah, it does. The Orville was originally almost like a parody of all those. It's so much of a of a copy that it was kind of beyond ridiculous, as if to say, we know this is a copy, um, and it should just be taken as such. But now, on the third series, it's become so good. The stories are so good in it. I, I can't help but watch it. And Actually, the, the third series, every single one was really, really good and really enjoyable. And I would advise anybody to watch it. Excuse me while I take a little drink. I don't talk often, so when I talk this amount, my throat hurts. We've still got a movie section, a game section, and my one manga. Yeah, I'm nowhere near yet. Um, Obi-Wan Kenobi. And um, the other one as well. What was it called? Not The Mandalorian. Um, Boba Fett. 
I don't think I've spoken about that previously. Obi-Wan Kenobi and Boba Fett were both good. I thought actually thought Obi-Wan Kenobi was much better than Boba Fett. Boba Fett was good, but a bit slow, I found. But, they, but, but they were guy, both yeah. good. It's it's just yet more of the... Um, uh, it's just yet more of the, the big Disney money that can make as much stuff as they like and get really good actors in to do them. But they're, they're both both entertaining. Uh, I'm not even going to really, I'm not even really going to give them a rating because I don't know. They are what they are. They're, they're good. Neither of them are as good as the Mandalorian. Mandalorian is a much more in depth story, which is brilliant. This was one of my favorite things of the year. It was on Paramount Plus, and it's called The Offer, and it's the, about the making of The Godfather. I couldn't remember whether we'd already gone over this, but we can't have because we... Uh, uh, that's why I just listened to our previous podcast because I didn't know when yeah. we talked about the offer. Uh, it's it's about the guy who produced The Godfather and how it all came about. And the characters in it are so good. <clears throat> and the actors they've got to play, the actors, uh, the young versions of the actors... Every one of them are just so so good, and there's so much. I knew, I knew quite a lot about the story anyway. I'm bursting so late. Talk about this. I'm gonna go for a quick wee. You go for a quick wee. You t- you tell all those listeners that you're going for a wee, son. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, it's <clears throat> it's such a good story, and it's kind of heartwarming watching how it all came about, and the fact that the uh, uh, he he had I can't remember the director's name now. Uh, not the director, I know who that was, um, but it's about it's about the relationship between uh, the director and the producer and the writer and how they all collaborated to getting it from the Mario Puzo's book onto the onto the big screen, and it was very very difficult. And the amount of money they needed, and the fact that nobody believed in them, and uh, it was nearly pulled so many times from the big money people at Paramount, and the fact that they didn't believe in some of the actors, especially Al Pacino, which I knew already. I know that, I know that Al Pacino was um, he wasn't very highly thought of when he was brought on board as Michael Corleone. They all thought that he couldn't, uh, he, he he didn't have the minerals for it. Um, which of course he eventually proved them wrong, um, but it was, it, it was such a good watch. If you like The Godfather, you will like The Offer. Um, there is a there is a podcast that I listened to not too long ago called the Pilot TV Podcast, and not that they would ever hear this, but they talk some amount of absolute nonsense. I know that's their job, and they have to be very very in depth about everything. This isn't my job. I just do it for a laugh. But the 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 pilot TV podcast talked to uh, one of the one of the ladies on there did a review of the offer, and she'd said she'd only watched one of them, and then she'd proceeded to pull it to pieces, and she was talking absolute nonsense. So who whoever you were, you were talking absolute tripe. It was a it was a brilliant watch, and if you like if you like The Godfather, you would love the offer. Please watch it. The offer, I would give 10 out of 10. Definitely. 
because it was really enjoyable and entertaining. That's a good close to that. We've already gone over the Breaking Bad rewatch. I say we are on what we're on now, uh, season two season, episode. I think we're on season three almost. We are about season on season two, three, um, but we are just enjoying watching it together instead of as we've watched it separately all this time. So, um, I watched Pistol, the uh, the kind of the story of the Sex Pistols, and I don't know how accurate anything is in it, but it was funny. Funny and disturbing at the same time because there were anarchists that were complete head cases. In fact, I, I don't even know how Johnny Rotten's John John Lydon is still alive. You but, would you would don't watch the boys. Yes, but that's that's just my opinion. That's my. Uh, I have heard that it gets amazing around season three. But we will uh, uh, we we will we will cover cover that in a bit. Yeah, pistol pistol was it was a good watch. It was worth watching. Barry the last season was a bit of a letdown. Because Barry completely and utterly lost his mind and just went around killing everyone, which is crazy. Big Sky, I started watching. The first series was really good. Um, it's a bit of a Virgin River type thing, but um, it was not not as not as da- well. It was darker a bit than Virgin River. Um, but Big Sky, I really just I, I watched because Catherine, when it was in it, of vikings fame back in the day uh she's a terrible woman to look at and really ugly which is which is why i thought i'd watch that and um it's it's a shame for her she's uh she has no looks whatsoever but um it, it was good for the first season then it kind of went off a bit we have been watching young sheldon here and there but i think we're up to date with young sheldon well we're not we're up to date with what's on netflix Oh, right, yeah, yeah. There's like five seasons. Um, I will hand over to you in a minute after I've just done this one last one. This was a good while ago now I watched this. It must have been not long after we watched this, uh, after we watched, after we did the last podcast, sorry. Um, The Night Sky. It was so weird. It was really bizarre. Great actors in it. It was um, Sissy Spacek and, oh, I can't remember the name of the guy. Ah, it'll come to me later, but anyway, they have this in their house. They have this little portal to another planet, and there's only those that know about it. But then some people appear that also know about it, and things start getting a bit weird. But it was weirdest program, but really enjoyable. Um, uh, Corey has been watching. Actually, I have watched, I've fully watched my name as well before. You have? Uh, I think I, I thought I'd give it a rewatch because it's brilliant. Mm. It is absolutely brilliant. I watched it back in the day, but I've never watched it since. Oh, and should. I've always loved, I've loved, I've loved Jason Lee since... Um, should be on the next rewatch after Breaking Bad. Since the Jane Silent Bob. We've already got like three more rewatches. Yeah. But it's, uh, it is a guy... Is is just a horrible criminal guy, and one day he wins he's the lottery. He's an arse, basically. He wins he's the lottery, gets hit by a car, and then he starts believing in karma while he's in the hospital because he hears. Uh, yeah. He hears. Can't remember his name. Clickety clack. Don't look back. He hears it off some uh, radio host and. They said, if good things happen, 
And uh, if you do bad things, bad things will happen. If you do good things, good things will happen. So he makes up a list of everything bad he's ever done. Mm. And he starts to go through it all. Yeah. It's extremely entertaining and a very good premise. Uh, well, it is really good. It's, nobody still knows why it was cancelled. Yeah, I didn't... It was cancelled abruptly after season four. In all honesty, I There's didn't no even realise it had been cancelled. I, I watched every single one of them and I loved it and I just don't I, I can't remember when it happened but I, I really did enjoy it I love My Name Is Earl yeah, and um, as you know they are all from the um, well certainly the two the two main guys Ethan Supley and Jason Lee are yeah. all from Kevin Smith films um, especially Mall Rats that's not Jason Lee because he was it was the dad of the chipmunk. Oh, he was, I. <laughs> and I uh, used to watch that a lot. That is, uh, they're, both, they're both good actors. And Ethan Supley, since since back in the day, has lost about 20 stone. Really? Yeah, he's, uh, he used to be, I kid you not, at one point, I think he was about 30 stone. He wow. was huge in... He um, was pretty huge, yeah. He had a part in... He played the goth roommate... Of, um, of the guy in the butterfly effect, and in that he oh, was he yeah. was huge, and I mean huge. Was that him? Yeah, it was him, I. And he has lost so much weight since. Good on him. Well, good on him. Um. Uh, and you have a couple of minutes to Rick and Morty. It. Rick and Morty, brilliant show. One of the best things I've ever seen of all time ever. Season, is it season six, I think? Yeah, season six is currently coming out. I haven't watched episode three yet because it came out today. So the second I got home, I checked uh, the, which thing would you watch? On four, uh, four, I think it is, all four. Mm. And it uh, has its third episode out. It's amazing so far. Rick and Morty just, it has the most unique writing I've ever seen. It's got the... It's got the Rick and Morty both voiced by uh, Justin Roiland, who also created the show and wrote it, produced it. So he, it's he, pretty good. He must he but, must have a crazy mind. But oh, he is brilliant. Uh, yeah, you really need to. I think that's what I said. I think that's what our rewatch is going to be. Because I remember that I told you something that I was going to get you to watch Rick and Morty after Breaking Bad. And we still need to rewatch Adventure Time because, as well. And that Adventure Time. We just need to watch more stuff. I'm not it's sure, very I'm, hard because we don't have much time to it. I know, I'm not sure whether we're actually going to manage all these rewatches before you leave home, which is a bit scary now. Probably. Considering you are not that far from 15. You're, you're, on the, you're on the side of 15 instead of 14 now. So theoretically you could leave home in two years if you went to uni. Yeah. That's terrifying. <laughs> I put a little tear in my eye. I'm all sad now. Or am I? I can have your room as a gym. <laughs> no, I'd much rather have you in the room. I'm only kidding. And after all, this is why we do this podcast in the first place to talk about stuff like this. We digress onto things like TV and music and all that kind of thing. But at the end of the day, it's about you growing up. Yeah. And that has just proved how much you have bleeding grown up because you can leave all in two years. Mm. Depends on all though. So Yeah, so um what what would you give Rick and Morty out of ten? 
20. 20? I don't think 20 goes into 10. Have you been doing your maths classes? Uh, yes. I've, al- I've always been a big believer of, you see when people people say, um, did you enjoy that? 125%. How much did you give that job today? 120%. No, you didn't. There's only 100%. There's no more than it. 100 <laughs> is the top. There's no more. It's either 100 or not. So that has some views on 100. Yeah. Yeah, simple mathematics. And I, I'm terrible at maths, but that's simple. 100% is the top. You can't give 125. So, movies. 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 There's a million movies that I've not put on here because I, I just kind of threw it together at the at the last minute. The The last one I remember was because I only watched it two days ago was Thor Love and Thunder. It's It wasn't Ragnarok. Let's put it that way. It it did have, at the beginning, it had more celebrity stars in it than probably any film I've ever seen, apart from most of the other Marvels. It's just it's supposed to be a lot more chill of a film. It's supposed to just be Thor. Sort of, it's more of a comedy. It is, but well, no. If if you ask me, Ragnarok was a complete comedy all the way through. Thor Love and Thunder is kind of ridiculous but gets a bit serious part way through. The baddie in it is Christian Bale, which I didn't see coming, even though I should because he played Batman, obviously. Patrick Bateman. Patrick Bateman as well, of course, yeah. I still never got to watch that, actually. No, no, we didn't. It wasn't working for some reason. It's another movie I watched, American Psycho. That's true. Yeah, we can, we can, we can, you, can, you can talk about that one in a momo. Um, but yeah, I, I did enjoy Thor. Because it was funny, but the, the 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 story was ludicrous, which can be expected. To be fair, um, Chris Hemsworth is just ridiculously huge. I mean, I think he was big in the other movies, but in this one, he's just well. Apart from when he was fat, Thor, fat Thor was funny. That was um, funny. But weird, though. It was it was strange, but he's um, well, he I is good in this. Wasn't he still fat Thor? Like in. Love and Thunder. He starts off... Well, yeah. no, they go over the story of how he... They go over the story at the beginning of how he got yeah. himself back to being fit and things. Um, and there's there's quite a few... Um, pardon my shorts wearing for a bit of piss takes. Of, like, all the stuff that he does on social media uh, with the ropes and things. Yeah. It shows you him doing the exact same thing, but with massive chains. Yeah. Um, so it's, he, he's kind of taking the mick out of his own stuff because he's got his own fitness company and all this, and that's what he's always advertising. Oh, yeah. But um, thing you um um you know, what's the name? Should have an arm counter at the side of the thing. There's what? We should have an arm counter. I know. I know. We've been saying that for um years. Um, Natalie Portman has a big part in it. She becomes a female Thor somehow. Is she? Um. Natalie Portman, I don't, I probably, I don't think you'd know much that she's done. She was Princess Amidala in the, in the second lot of Star Wars that they made. No, I don't know. Um, she started a career in a film called Leon this. when she was just a child. We what movies that I have got to do is American Psycho, uh, favorite movie of all time, Shawshank Redemption. Oh, of course, yeah. Uh, Castaway. 
Okay, I, still, I forgot about that too, yeah. What's that? I got, I've got pins and needles in my toes. I don't think I've moved my legs for a while. It just it just hit me that it was really sore. Um, so, yeah, Thor, Love and Thunder, I'd give it about a six. It was all right. I, I, I didn't think it was anything special. Um, me and your mum watched Elvis, which was really, really good. The guy who played him, Austin Butler, was oh, tremendous. He, he was so good. You just you pretty much thought he was Elvis, but I I cannot believe that I didn't know a lot of the stuff, and that Elvis was really really put upon. Colonel Tom Parker is it? Um, who was played by Tom Hanks? He was. Uh, he uh, he did everything he could to stop Elvis from touring, and he kept him in Vegas when he wanted to branch out and go touring around the world. He constantly fed him drugs to make sure that he kind of, he was a bit, he was a bit numb to the way his life was going. And I ended up, I ended up just pitying Elvis. Yeah. Everything I knew about Elvis was this confident guy on stage that just absolutely went out there and killed it. And he was nothing, nothing like that at all. He was, I just felt sorry for him after, after I'd watched the movie. I mean, everybody knows it's not like I'm spoiling the ending when he just he took too many drugs and died on the toilet <coughs> but it's a it's a terrible thing it's it's a shame i just felt so bad that he had so many dreams and he didn't get to realize any of them because his manager just was constantly he was just under his thumb it was sad but the but the movie itself was very good we watched 13 lives that was a great film yeah Remember about the um, yeah, were they Thailand was it? I think so. Um, the all the kids that were that were trapped in the in the cave, and it was about the rescue operation, and nobody was really doing anything to help out, and they said, "Oh, basically, we're not going to get these kids out." And then there was a group of people who were just volunteers, some from the UK and one from Australia. That all went over. I think they were they were they were played by well one of the main ones was played by, um Vigo Mortensen of, um Aragorn Lord of the Rings fame. He was brilliant in it because he had no people skills whatsoever, but he really did want to save these kids. And the way they actually managed to get them out was oh, it was really good. It was a good watch, good good feel, good movie. I just watched one not long ago called Black Phone with Ethan Hawke. That was, uh, it was one of those horrors, horror struck thriller that I thought, oh, I'll give it a watch. I'll probably watch it for half an hour and then it'll go off. And I really enjoyed it. It was about this guy in a small, small town, America. Uh, all these kids kept going missing. Nobody knew who was doing it. And then, um, it concentrates on one of the kids that, uh, that is abducted. And when he is abducted, um, he finds himself in a cellar and there's a phone on the wall, but the phone is, uh, it's not attached. There's no wires or anything, but the phone keeps going off. And every time he answers the phone, it's one of the kids that has been previously killed talking to him and trying to tell him how to escape. And it sounds stupid and ridiculous, but it was really good. And the, the, the guy who played the, uh, uh, the, the abductor was Ethan Hawke, and he's really he's, he's he's nasty and he's so horrible, but it's it was good. It's worth worth a watch. I, I enjoyed that one. 
the last one I have is the most highly anticipated film of all time, Top Gun Maverick, yeah. which we went and seen in the cinema. And it did not disappoint. The only thing that's slightly disappointed is that we watched it in the cinema in air. And it was, <laughs> it was only yeah. slightly bigger than our TV. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, we planned on going to one of the big cinemas in Glasgow, but I, I heard that the um, the IMAX was closed, so we didn't bother. Um, but it, it didn't take away from the fact that it was a fantastic film. It's um, all, all of those all those years you've been waiting to see what what Tom Cruise would do, and you've been waiting to fund it for what must be. Is it something like 30 years or something like that? And you knew Top Gun. You'd watched Top Gun a few times with us. Yeah. You enjoyed it, but did find it a bit dated, didn't you, I think? I got bored. You got bored? Just, well, the first time I watched it, I got bored. The second time, it was better. Yeah. I think you were very young the first time you watched it. Yeah. Uh, so you was a bit older the second time. and But he managed to do everything... Everything that happened in the first film as well, and it was still cheesy as anything. But oh, just the the fight scenes between the planes and everything was second to none. They were tremendous, and it's it's Tom Cruise. I you know like Tom Cruise. I know some people don't, but I do. I always have. I always will. He's still one of my favorite actors of all time. I love Cocktail. I love uh, I love Top Gun. Um, Risky Business. You know, I love anything that Tom's done. He's a tremendous guy. I just, I just wish it. I just wish he wasn't into Scientology. That is yeah. the only thing that puts me off him. As soon as anybody mentions Scientology, I just go, "Oh no, then you're a bit silly, aren't you?" But then again, that's what Scientologists do. They, 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 they target, um, they target people who have a lot of money and are in the industry, so that they can try and take over Hollywood. And there are a lot of people in Hollywood that give a hell of a lot of money to uh, to Scientology. But we're we're kind of going off on one a bit there. Yeah. We're going off on religion instead of flipping uh, should be talking about Top Gun Maverick. I would give Top Gun Maverick 9 out of 10. I really, really enjoyed it and I've watched it again since. Now, now the movies that you watched... Castaway. Castaway was brilliant. Castaway. Mum yeah. hates it. It's, a, it's <laughs> so good. Oh, apologies for that sound. Just swishing my brew around. It's well. Tom Hanks is cast away. He is. It's <laughs> it's very aptly an aptly named film. It's about it, and it makes best sense <laughs> of the ball. <laughs> yeah, but you've about nailed the synopsis on that one. To keep it faster, this is like an hour and twenty minutes almost. What's what's the name of the ball? Wilson. Wilson. I can't put. It doesn't matter how many times I watch Castaway, and and I, I don't care about spoilers. The film's been out for that long. If you haven't watched it, it's your own damn fault. When, when um Wilson falls off, when Wilson falls off the falls off the raft, I have a little tear in my eye every time. It's a ball. <laughs> it's a ball with a bloody handprint on it that has been jazzed up slightly over the years. And it doesn't matter whether it's a ball or not. It's his only friend. Yeah. And it's one of the only things that's kept him alive all those years, just being able to talk to a ball. And it sounds utterly ridiculous, but things like that would probably matter if you were in that situation. I still think they probably could have gotten it. 
I think he could have got it too, but you know, sometimes you just go. Let Let's face it. I, I don't know whether you've ever watched Titanic, but do you think Leonardo DiCaprio couldn't fit on that? Couldn't fit on that piece of wood. I've heard about that a lot. There's about seven foot, and she says, "Oh, I'm sorry. No, there's no room. Off you pop, son. And just lets I've, him go." I've never seen it, but I've heard about it a lot. Uh, I don't the, plan to watch now. I know that's cause it's ridiculous. It's, <laughs> the film itself was ridiculous anyway. Even though some of the some of the scenes for its time were amazing, but I the one of the end scenes where she's just like, "I'll never let you go, Jack," and he's like, "That you, you see, if you just let me on that massive door that you're sitting on, that would be a start. You don't have to let me go. Just let me onto the door. <laughs> you could fit the rock on there." She's like, oh, Jack, but I don't want to let you go. No, just let me onto the door. Well, I can't. It, I'm quite comfy here. I've got. You see, if I'm, you see, if I budge over a bit, over a bit, my legs are gonna go stiff. Says Skate Winglet. Anyway, that's enough for a rant about that one. So she doesn't let him on. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I just turned into Motley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Just flick something at the window. <laughs> so, you're getting mad at me for creaking around in my chair, pinging at the window. <gasps> Language, Timothy! You can't swear your cousins listen to this. If you're listening to this, cousins don't tell your mum. <laughs> right. The next two are possibly two of my favourite movies. I think you said ship. <laughs> Continue. Possibly two of my favourite movies of all time. Of all time? Uh, Shawshank Redemption is my favourite movie of all time. It's so good. <laughs> Pissed me off a little bit with a, with a pink band of some sort of elastic around your nose. I wonder if this will affect the way I think. I think it has. I may need to remove it because I sound like I sound like a Tory. Okay. There we go. Okay. Shawshank Redemption. The guy goes. I did not know originally that this was the whole thing that uh, sort of made up the fact that you can bore a hole in the wall of a prison and get out that way. Because mm. it's a big thing. Everybody knows about that. I didn't know that it was from the Shawshank Redemption. Really. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Spoilers, by the way. Andy Dufresne. He gets bored for 20 years, puts a hole in the wall, and then gets out. It's, it sounds a little bit strange, but it's, it's amazing. I hope it's not just that. It's, it's about the human condition and how much, one, but how much one man can handle the way he is treated and the whole time knowing very well that he did nothing wrong. But he, he still kind of feels like he's let his wife down, but he's not the one that did it. And even as a chance to... Even has a chance to clear his name, and they won't even let him do that. But uh, like I was saying about Castaway, the no, no, this is on a completely different level, to be honest. But you see when um, uh, you see when Morgan Freeman does his speech at the end, yeah. and he's uh, he's thinking about doing what the previous guy had done in the halfway house. You know, because he uh, he hung himself, yeah. and he's thinking whether it's worth carrying on with life after he gets. Because he's institutionalized, just like the other guy was. But he's uh, he said, he's, I can't remember the exact speech, but he says, 
I miss such a thing. I miss something else. But most of all, I miss my friend. And that I've, that's tearing me up right now, saying just the way, just the way he says it is just gets me every time because they've just been friends for so long and they've always stuck by each other. And when he walks, when you see him at the end, walk onto that beach and he sees him, oh, it gets me. Gets me in daff heels, as I believe they say. Uh, um, you should probably carry on talking because I'm probably about to blub. <laughs> Shouldn't talk about the Shawshank Redemption on a podcast. American, just stop playing stuff over American Psycho, it was brilliant. Mm. Patrick Bateman was amazingly played by Christian Bale. He was a bit of a psycho. To put it mildly. Yeah. He was amazingly played. It just, he sort of, he sort of feels nothing. And also, well, he feels nothing all the film and he thinks he's got something wrong with him. So he's a psycho. And he likes to, well, he likes to dissect people. Yes. And he has a lot of bodies in his closet and stuff. And he chops people up. And, well, what if it was, at the end they do a, well, he goes up and he confesses everything to his lawyer. And says, I've killed Paul Allen. I, I did all this. And he says, that's impossible. I had dinner with Paul Allen two nights ago. And I, now, it was, everybody thought that the entire film was, it was all just made up in his mind. Because there was times he was saying, he'd be talking to someone normally. Like he'd be up at the bar asking for a drink and then, and then he'd go, so how are you doing? I like to dissect girls. How are you? Everybody just brushes past it. They all thought it was in his mind. But, mm. but in fact, it was because it was. He worked at a company as the son of a very extremely rich father who had recently died, I think. Yeah, yeah. So it was sort of all just painted out so that that would never have happened because they couldn't really let that happen. Mm. One of them, uh, I suppose. There are a lot of films that are like that. It's just, it's subjective. They can't, some people just leave it open to your own interpretation. It could have been what he what he was actually doing. It could have been all in his mind. But Regardless, it was a good watch. Now I have a couple of sections of my own. <gasps> what sections do you have? Tell me, tell me. You've not written them down, what are they? I haven't really watched anime. Watched a little bit of Black Clover, but mm. it's mostly manga. We've been talking about we've been talking about people living under horrible conditions and the coldest, darkest show that you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. So still. And living with horrible consequences and can't go on living and stuff. Mm. I've been reading what is uh, widely, worldwide, uh, said to be the best manga of all time. Mm. Berserk. Berserk. Now, the author of Berserk recently died. Mm. Of, He died in a very berserk way. Mm. He had That's- a disease that makes you... But that makes the insides of your body sort of rupture and bleed. Yeah, that sounds nasty. Yeah, dead. So. Now. That is bizarre. He was, he's not, I gotta say, it's, he has an amazing mind, the author, but he's also probably a horrible person. Hmm. It's, uh, very trigger warning here, but it's, this guy was born out of his 
Uh, he was born out of his mum was dead and he was still born. So he was born out of corpse. Picked up, taken in by some guy called Gambino, who was abusive to him, and then he ends up getting framed for killing Gambino because he came at him with a big sword, and then he dropped it, and it went into his own throat, and he fell over. So he fell over onto the sword, and the kid was blamed for it. Mm. And he was sold off to people and abused, but eventually he joins this. Uh, he joins a sort of. This is a very like old, like old England, like extremely old sort of thing with wars and everything, mercenary bands, and he is, um, he's brought into the band of the Hawk, which is led by a guy called Griffith. Griffith. And eventually, well. Most people hate him, and the person who hated him most of all was, uh, like I think I think she was the former raid leader of said clan, and it was Casca. <clears throat> and they ended up, uh, well, they end up finding out that some people have, uh, some people have like abilities because this Griffith guy has this little necklace. It's got a little red gem on it. It's got a massive face on it. It's got like it's all modelled up. It's called the Egg of the King. The Egg the, the I don't know how to say it, actually. The Behalet. The Behalet. But it's got, like... It's got, like, its mouth here. An eye there, an eye there. And a nose just, like, turned around. And he has one. And some other people show up, and they've got some. And they can turn into, like, these big beasts. Mm-hmm. One that's literally just called a... Uh... The Beast. Uh... He's, called, he's literally called Nosferatu Zod. Oh, Nosferatu is the original yeah. um, vampire. And he turns into a massive... It's very misleading. He turns into a massive minotaur dragon. <laughs> he, he looks like Tekken for the PS1's ogre. True oh, yeah, ogre. yeah, yeah. He looks like true ogre. And another guy... Uh, hold on a second. He turns into sort of... Well, they all look very good. No, they all look very... Like, just very strange, just really weird sort of figures. Although they had, they sort of just have very disfigured faces. This is this is odd. Who? He's quite gnarly. There's a guy called uh, I want to say Weald. I don't know how to say it, but he's sort of just these two people. They have very strange just faces. He just looks like a monkey. That is a long face. And he turns into this. <laughs> pretty cool. He just becomes this massive beast. They both get... Uh, the main guy, I forgot to say, his name is Guts. Guts? Yeah, Guts. Oh, nice. Guts and Casca get pushed off a cliff by a world. And uh, later on, they end up falling in love. Yeah, yeah. And... Uh, and Guts ends up leaving for unknown reasons. Griffith gets very mad, sleeps with the king's daughter. The king gets extremely mad because of reasons that I can't disclose. It's horrible. <laughs> and he gets locked up in a basement for a year with no food and getting tortured by the king. So Guts eventually comes back, he finds him, and he's sort of just a skeleton. He's just some sort of withered body. So they take him uh, back up to the place, and this, this egg of the king thing, it's said to be... Uh, this is going to take way too long, by the way. 
It's, it's, this is an in-depth story. It's meant to be... Yeah, I really want to get into it so that people read it. Unless your kid don't read it then. <laughs> filled with way too much sexual abuse. Uh, that's that's one of the reasons why it's that the mangaka is a horrible person. But uh, it said that it will be activated when the person is at the very lowest point in life. Like they hate to be here. They don't want to be here. So of course he's all withered and skeletal. He's brought into this big place where a massive just like hand of God has risen up. There's a person and there's all the people that have this thing are called apostles. And then there's five of these members called the members of the God hand. Actually, there's four. Griffith uh, is told that if he sacrifices everybody in the band of the hawk and guts to be uh, sacrificed to these demons, he can become one too. And because he has all this... He's like Martin Luther King. He has a dream. And he wants it to be feel, fulfilled so extremely badly that he sacrifices everyone that he knows and loves. And only Guts and Cass can make it away because a big skeleton on a skeleton horse <laughs> take them out. I, do, I, do, I don't want to... I know you're my son, so I really shouldn't properly say stuff like this, but you sound like you're on drugs. <laughs> oh, no, I do. It's, it's so weird. Have people been giving you stuff in school, son? <laughs> oh. Something that's a bit mind bending. I went to her academy. They could. <laughs> it does sound pretty good, though. Kid. It sounds it sounds very in depth. And then the rest of it is just. He becomes this guy with a. He's got a sword that's meant to be able to slay dragons. It's made so that he can slay dragons. And it shouldn't be able to kill. It's like. Taller than him, and he's about eight foot. It, it's about from, the size of the top of this pod to here. It's that size. And he's like the only one who can ever wield it, so he just goes around killing stuff. And Is that a series or a film? The series, a film, another series, which is CGI, is the... A book, a play, a musical. A manga. Are we doing The manga's the best, because it's got the most amazing art that you've ever seen, ever. And... The, there was a show in, 90, in the 90s which has an amazing soundtrack. It's very good. And they made they recently made an update in 2016 with CGI. It's horrible. Yeah. It's so bad. Yeah. The CGI is terrible. You tell them some. It's just so bad. What, were, so what, what was this called again? Berserk. Berserk. And what would you what, what would you give it out of 10? 125%. That's not allowed. <laughs> I think I think that's the yeah I think that's the podcast podcast name 125 yeah. percent is that perc- also just is because that percent or is that divides percent yeah <laughs> you're 40 I'm 47 you're, you're 47 I'm that's percent is yeah, yeah you, you, you forget these things Griffith Griffith sees also on side note he sees that Casca and Guts have been there uh, they fall in love and it gets extremely mad. So Guts sort of a... Uh, well, he gets trapped by all these monsters that are in the big place. It was activated. And then sexually assaults Casca. And Guts is just sort of held back. Is it? Most of, I'll, I'll look it up right now, but it's one of the best panels of all of manga ever is then created. Well, it sounds... 
It sounds funky. It's, it's very funky, yeah. It's I'm I'm almost finished it. There's like three hundred chapters. They're they're actually the original team is currently making it because of course the other died. Mm. Rather horrendous lady, yeah. Yeah, and then he tries to he tries to stop it all and he gets his arm ripped off. Yeah. It's awesome. That's Oh, I forgot. I, 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 I skipped over a film that I had written down as well. Prey. Watched that last night. That was one of the early uh, uh, Predator ones. It was about kind of um, the Predator had come to Earth to do his usual sporty hunting type things and he came up across against um, indigenous peoples of America. I think it, uh, uh, it was one of the Comanche tribe, I think. And it, it was, it was alright. It was okay. Anyway. Right, I think we'd better start wrapping this up because we're on to an hour and a half. So wow. I'll just say these last few bits. Podcasts. I've not been listening to anything out of the ordinary apart from the ones I always listen to. I've told you a million times, so I'm not going to go over it again. Apart from the fact that I have just listened to the entire back catalogue of Wolf and Al, which is um, Tom Davis and Ramesh Ranganathan, that decided yeah. to start doing a funny podcast of just rambling nonsense like us during lockdown. And um, they ended up with something like 100 episodes. And it's took me ages to get through them, but I've finally caught up. And now I'm quite bereft that I can't listen to one every day. And it's uh, it's just funny. They're both just people with very funny bones. And you should give it a listen. <laughs> Another thing is to quickly touch on the Taylor Hawkins oh, tribute. I, uh, I did digress. Hunter Preserve for the last time. Mm. But yeah, then it just becomes awesome. Oh, it does look kind of awesome. Um, the Taylor Hawkins tribute was amazing. Yeah, I, um, I it was really, it was just amazing to watch, and the all the people that they had in playing the drums or helping out one thing or another were good, but there was nothing until his son came out and banged the drums, um, to my hero, and oh, not a dry house in that bloody house. When did we go to, uh, when did we go to Lanzarote? April. I have talked about Elden Ring. Yes, you. Uh, I just listened to the last episode. You t- you talked about Elden Ring on the last one. Um. So yeah, that was that was amazing, and it was a great thing to witness and behold. We went to a Fleet Foxes gig in Glasgow. Yeah, that was tremendous, but not as good as the, it. It was good. It just wasn't as good a venue as the previous one we went to. Um. We have got. A f- uh. We went to a first aid kit gig in Halifax which we had to travel to it was the most expensive gig in history because because it cost us 900 pound it cost us 100 pound for the tickets and it cost us 800 pound to have have a new exhaust put on the car because it fell off oh yeah um so but aside from that the 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 peace hall in Halifax was amazing it was really really good venue um and I would go there again at some point upcoming we have, um, just today, I bought your mum tickets for Natty Dread. You know Natty Dread that she likes off of the TikTok? Yeah. Um, who is a Scottish singer from somewhere over east, kind of Perthish way, I think. Uh, um, and she's playing in Urban, so we're going to go and watch that. First aid kit, we are watching again, because they're coming to Glasgow O2. Again, my least favourite venue, but this time we're watching it from the, we're watching it from the balcony. 
Remember I shown you last time? Uh, oh, um, yeah, I don't know if I like that more because I'll just have to stand. It doesn't matter though, you can lean on the thing and just look over and you can yeah, look I down. Like that, so yeah. I like the idea of that. Um, we, uh, we also have, within Temptation, Evanescence coming up at some point, I think that may be in December. I booked a comedy gig, which I haven't done for a long, long time. You booked a comedy gig? Glenn Moore, off of the Dave Berry show, and um, uh, one of the best comedians there is about just now. Um, we're going watching him in Glasgow also. I digress, but you hear that Kevin Bridges made a joke about the Queen now everybody hates I did. He's not done himself any favours. I didn't hear what the joke was, but... No, it's kind of... It, 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 there's ended up being some fights and stuff for his gigs because of it, and it's... He... I understand that there's some people like I don't even think Jimmy Carr's come out and said anything, and you know what Jimmy Carr's like. I still don't think he's he's still kind of gone too soon, right? Let's give it a minute. I think Kevin Bridges came out and I don't know what it was that he said, but oh, it's not done his career any favors. Oh, it's, it's it's probably I don't exactly know what it was he said, but it's comedians are comedians, you know they're allowed to make jokes. That's the job. Um, but maybe sometimes you should at least leave it a couple of weeks. Um, and I like Kevin Bridges, so I can't I can't really say anything because he's good. But the, um, yeah, I don't think he did himself any favors there. And I th- I think at last we have finally come to the end of everything, and I've left a lot of stuff off. So we'll try and do another podcast, which we say at the end of every episode. Um, which we'll try and do one. A lot sooner next time, and I will continue to tell you how I feel about the uh, uh, the the welcome to wreck something because I'm really enjoying that. And um, thank you for listening. If of course you have, I would like to see a record break broken for our last one, which was seventy uh, seventy seven plays. Yeah, I said she's not the old she's not the only old woman that's going to die this winter. Uh. I'm trying to figure out what they made because the sensory oil is wearing. Where's Trust? Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it doesn't sound too bad to me, but I suppose it depends. Uh, uh, it's uh, certainly poor taste for the time. But we will we will gather again soon. Thank you, Corbs, for giving me your time. We'll gather again once we've watched all my Marvel movies. I'll that's give you that's true. Uh, you can you can do an entire Marvel movies podcast, okay. and I'll try and help you with the ones that I I have watched if I can remember them. I can update you when I finally finish Berserk and see if it's got a good ending. Yeah, yeah, you should. Uh, I think you'll have converted some people. Let me just wrap this up. Here we go again. Until next time, stay frosty, people. Bye.